This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Tuesday, January 17th. This is episode 399. My name is Dan Ellison. I'm joined by two awesome co-hosts, Mr. Ryan Duffy. I'm the one combing the mustache. And Mr. Taylor Grin, who doesn't appear to really like having his mustache combed. Uh, no, oh, or, I've got the worst like bed head going on in my beard right now. Or is it? <laughs> oh no! See, I was, I was, I was trying to say like Ryan's combing your mustache, but oh yeah, oh, it didn't. It fell flat. Long arm. <laughs> well, I've how been much, told. How much of a heartbeat? How big would your heart need to be to push blood six thousand miles across an arm there and back? Uh, the the question, the question should be: for, What's the volume of fluid needed to flow that far? Also, yes. Yeah, I'll I'll send that one to Russell Monroe over at XKCD and see what he has to say. <laughs> What's new with you guys since we chatted last? We didn't record last week because shit's gone sideways here at the house. Uh, but what's what's new with you, Mr. Grin? Um so the Italians have this holiday thing. Christianity is weird. Um <laughs> of course, yeah. That. Yeah. Newsflash. The Catholics have this thing called Epiphany. Um, I'm not certain what that means. Oh, no. It, it's it's in the Jesus story when the, the three magi come to little baby Jesus is what the Epiphany is. So that's like multiple okay. days after Jesus was meant to have been born. Mm -hmm. um, and functionally, what it means is they have like a sort of second Christmas um, the 6th or 7th of uh, January. Um, and it's coincidental, but merely coincidental that like that's when Eastern Orthodox celebrates their Christmas. Um, yeah, Three Kings Day. That's yeah, it's just a, random chance. It's yeah. a big Catholic um, thing, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, and Italy in particular celebrates Bifana, where which has like this witch that kind of does like a lot of the things Santa does in the West. Um, and so I was just out and about in town on the evening of Bafana, and uh, I stumbled upon this large group of people in the town square, which even that sounds weird, like because it, it, Italy, there's a town square, um, and they're all doing like folk dancing. Um, and I mean, literally, like imagine the people doing like the Irish music, like spinning around arm in arm, doing circles, like passing loops under each other's yeah. arms and shit like the whirly right? dervish. Yeah. Like it. And so I'm just sitting back watching this because it's really interesting. And then this Ukrainian guy I know from like an English speaking group that I'm a part of is a part of this group of people just doing folk dancing and grabs me by the arm, pulls me into this whirlwind of people and that was the next like three hours of my <laughs> evening. <laughs> um, so you're religious so now, now, you're saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've joined a cult. Yes. Um, no. It, so I guess now I attend a weekly group of people who learn folk dancing from like various different <laughs> traditional like <laughs> dance things around the world. Like last week it was a bunch of Irish stuff. This week it was like a bunch of kind of traditional Jewish like dances and that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, and that's that's apparently what I do now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Grin, the folk dancer. Yeah. Oh, I am so bad. <laughs> I I, I, I expect to yeah. see you on one of those like Got Talent shows, like Italy's Got Talent. And you're just with a bunch of folk dancers. I will be happy to actually keep tempo without my legs literally locking up out of fear. <laughs> that will be nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're that good. I am. Oh no, I don't. I don't dance well. So yeah. Uh, your your shoes uh, both so have metal on the bottom of them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got two left feet. Well, what's new uh, with you, Mister Duffy? 
I mean, I'm just, I've just been doing my my normal stuff, uh, building puzzles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, besides last week, I had a really shitty day because well, my other grandma died, but that wasn't the shitty thing actually. Um, I left my fucking wallet at work. Oh no! Then I discovered it when I got home. That was that was worse than your grandmother dying. I mean, that was expected. Oh, okay. Uh, you'll notice I didn't play the wah wah this time. I, know, I was waiting for it. I'm uh, sorry to hear that, though. That's that's bad. But uh, yeah. So a, a normal person leaving their wallet at work wouldn't be a normal concern. I'm two hours from work, mm-hmm. and I had just made a two-hour drive home. Oh, so my wallet missing upon arriving at my house. Oh. When I went to go take my wallet out of my back pocket and put in, in this little tray I got where I usually put my wallet and keys and realizing, God fucking damn it, my fucking wallet's at work. So now you've got to make I a go four-hour round trip just to grab your wallet. Yeah, yeah so, so I didn't get home so till I've 2 So I've got a question <laughs> that's going to come across as kind of dumb. Yeah. But like, because you're, you're not... Are you married, married? Or are you... Just long-term no. relationship. Yeah. Just you're, shacking you're, up. But but you're cohabitating with another human being who has their shit together. So I guess well, my question is, is like, <laughs> do you need your wallet that bad? Like, could you have uh, called could you have called a coworker and been like, hey man, put this in my locker and for the next three well, days, like <laughs> it was in my locker. Mm-hmm. The problem was all of my identification was in there too. I mean, sit on the couch for three days, play some video games. But that includes my access to the base. Wait, you can't just give them your social security number? Wait, how did you get on the base to get your wallet then? Because I knew the guys working on the weekend. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when I went back to the base, I knew the gate guard working there on that weekend and just said, well, because no one's coming on and off base on the weekend usually. It's pretty dead. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about the security breach work, that you just that you just performed, Ryan. Well, <laughs> except I, for like, I, if I came on like a Wednesday on, morning, it would be way more nah, sick. That, that's some bullshit. I would have, <laughs> hey, hey. The, the last day of the afternoon shift, right before you come on, hey, man, when you're leaving the base, drop my wallet off of the gate guard. The gate guard will hand me my wallet and see that I am the person in the photo, and I'll get out. Mm, eh, I feel like that's on you. <laughs> nah, but, I mean, then I would have had to have taken Sarah's debit card with me to work so I can get gas. Well, I could have done it before going to work, but it was just... Uh, uh, a shitty situation because I had planned because I I well because I wanted to go to the wood store to get some wood and I wasn't going to put that on Sarah's uh, debit card. So like yeah. all my plans involved me having to actually go purchase things in my debit card and my access card to the base. So yeah, I just did a six hour uh, six hour drive. Fun. That's uh, <sighs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so when sucks, I went there man. on when I when I went back on Saturday, I went to the, the gate guard. I'm like, hey, bud. Um, funny story. My wallet's in there. He's like, what? He's like, I left work this morning. My wallet's in my locker. He's like, uh, just go get it. <laughs> yeah, right. I was We're like, here. you can-, I can just give them my social security number and they'll like look me up and see that the photos are the same in the system and I'm good to go. Well, and I was fully expecting to have to have one of the guys at the fire station grab my wallet and bring it to the gate, but they didn't make him do that. Like I was prepared for that. <laughs> uh, he just said, "Go get it." And I went and got it. Fun, yeah. This is this is an audio medium, but everyone, so you know, I'm giving him the Italian hand right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know, <clears throat> I did what I had to do. Fun. Well, I'm glad you were able to get your wallet. It sucks that you had a six-hour round-trip drive just to get home. Yeah, that was fun. Bummer, buddy. Um, so I've there's just been a lot fucking going on. Um, I am applying fluorocil to my head twice <laughs> a day, and I look like yeah. Wade Wilson a little bit. As it's, you look like you're at a burn camp. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't feel terrific. I don't, I don't like it at all. It's not great. Um, we had Lily yesterday uh, with the holiday. It was nice to be able to spend the whole day with the grandchild. But she dropped something on the floor, and I was sitting at the island in the kitchen, 
you guys both know the island I'm talking about. And I was sitting yeah. on one of the bar stools there and I had her sat in front of me and she dropped something and I bent over to pick it up. And on my way back up, I like ran the side of my head against the stool next to me. And it felt like somebody just oh. peeled the skin off the side of my head. Like it hurt so bad. Uh, yeah. It's not fun. Sleeping is, is a problem because that's my, what I was going to say. Know. Like, putting any pressure on that's got to it's like how uh -huh. do you how do you position a pillow so you're not like on your sensitive scalp you know, so that <laughs> no i basically I, it's that i put my head down on the pillow and then i just lay there and cringe until the pain subsides and then oh. i can fall asleep and then i hope that i don't move much at all if at all in my sleep to wake me up because the pain is terrific it's incredible. But does it? Can I ask a question? Don't you have a dog named Lily? Yes, and that <laughs> okay. that, that right. is also very confusing for yes. both for 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 our dog and for our dog grandchild and, and for other people who happen to know that we have a dog and a grandchild both named Lily. Yeah, yeah, it's a real problem oh, sometimes. That me of a really inappropriate joke. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, it's a real problem uh, sometimes. So we started calling, we started referring to the dog as Beans because her, mm. her, mm -hmm. her it, Beans is a nickname short for Black Beans because all of her toe beans are black. So for a long time, she was just Lily Black Beans and now it's, and then it was Lily Beans and sometimes her mostly just shortened to Beans. And so I always refer to the dog as Beans or almost always. And then our grandbaby as Lily. But it is confusing for sure. So how 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 is it wearing your CPAP with your head though? That also sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if you can see. Ow, fuck, that hurts. I can I can see how it's pretty red on that side right there, right by where the earmuffs are, and it looks like it's. Uh huh. Yeah the the band across weird. the across the top of my head for the headphones. Is very yeah. uncomfortable. The CPAP mask on my face is very uncomfortable. The pillow is very uncomfortable. It just really fucking the showers. Basically, probably rather uncomfortable for poor Darth Vader. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All those burns on his head, and he has to wear that helmet. Yeah, it really fucking you know, sucks. I, I'd be irritable too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. It has definitely made me irritable because I'm not sleeping well. I'm in like constant pain. It looks awful and I've got a lot of other shit going on. <clears throat> so it's just it's all was, around making me miserable. Oh. oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was I was going to comment. I was in the vet this morning with Avocado getting his like semi-annual checkup. Mm -hmm. And I I turned to my vet and I was like, I've got kind of a stupid question. She's like, "Go ahead and ask." And I was like, "So there's that parasite that cats can get that like sometimes spreads in their their litter." It's the one that like makes mice. Like if it infects them, they like run the cats. It's one that if it infects humans, it'll cause them to have kind of erratic behavior. Can't remember the name of it, but it's that whatever cat parasite thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I've noticed that like over the years since I've had him, I've just gotten a little bit more irritable in life. And like, is that possible that I'm getting exposure to that parasite? And she's like, How old are you? Like, and I was like, I'm turning 35 this year. And she's like, No, that's just aging. <laughs> 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 that's just you becoming more misanthropic as you learn more things <laughs> yeah she's just like you just get grumpy when you get older <laughs> uh, are you talking about toxoplasmosis i'm sorry what oh i was just gonna say are you talking about toxoplasmosis is that the that's the one thank yeah, okay. you yes yeah, she's like, the odds of you having Toxo is incredibly low. You're just <laughs> getting irritable with age. <laughs> what were you going to say, Ryan? I was going to say, oh, does that uh, involve consuming the catchet or just being around it? No, just being around it. It can get kicked okay, up in good. the air when you're like scooping the litter or whatnot. Yeah, I don't have that thing where you eat inedible objects. Yeah, I was going to ask, why are you eating catchet? Are you one of my dogs? <laughs> oh, geez. It's like <laughs> snacks for the dogs, yeah. There are cats I that do visit remember her. when I was really young. Uh -huh. My grandpa in Chicago, um, his house, they had filled in a um, like below ground pool in like the typical 80s fashion of those below ground pools. And it was all gravel. And I was out there playing with some toys. And I must have at some point picked up a cat turd and thrown it at my brother. And my parents were like, hey, 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 you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, but I did. 
<laughs> yeah, but if you can't throw cat turns, how come they're so throwable? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're like mini footballs. Look at the Rookie way he's shit. reacting now. Would you not want to do that as a child my age? <laughs> he hates it. It's so much fun. Oh, nice. Yeah, we've just got a lot going on. So there's there's all of that with the cancer all over my head that I'm trying to take care of. Um, and I've got to ab- apply this shit for the rest of this week. My birthday's on Saturday. That will be the last day that I, that I need to apply it. But then it's going to be another one to three months for it to like finish doing its thing oh. and, and then start healing and everything. So it's just, it's going to fucking suck a lot for a long time. Our garage door is being installed Friday, so that'll be nice. We'll finally Yay. have a fully functioning, nice new garage door that looks nice and doesn't scare the shit out of you every time you've got to close the garage door. Uh, and then our furnace decided to shit the bed. It still is functioning mostly, but it's also very, very loud and it smells not terrific and apparently oh. is pumping out... Uh, um, a modest amount of carbon monoxide. Yeah. Not n- apparently not enough to kill us, but enough that it sets off uh, the furnace repair guy's detectors. And he said that he had to turn it off. Like he had to turn off our furnace. Sounds and he's like, like a liberal conspiracy. Dan. I'm just trying to get you to get rid of your gas oven. <laughs> I'm sure that's what it is. But he's like, uh, no, I have to turn this off and I have to shut off the gas. You know, I have to flip this switch off and I have to turn the gas this way to turn it off what you do after i leave is up to you but because i've detected the carbon monoxide this is what i have to do so after Uh i leave if you turn this gas knob back to this position and the switch back to this position everything will work but you'll be putting out a small amount of carbon monoxide that could be dangerous and it's only going to get worse but this is what i have to Mm -hmm. do so that's fun i've been comparing estimates for new furnaces getting you know i think i've had six different fucking companies out to the house for that and giving us estimates and then going through those and doing follow-up with them and i made a whole fucking spreadsheet about it comparing warranties and cost and (laughs) makers and links and models and yeah it's been a lot of fun uh not really um There's a lot to cover this evening. We'll do that when we get back on the other side of this little break. And I'm going to rant for a minute. Ooh, ranty Dan. This is Matt Dillahoney, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Bridget. What? You should try praying. I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to pray to God. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you know what? You tell that to God, because he carried Uh, that guy across the sand, and there was one set of footprints, Bridget. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Then here, how about this? You pray to the Virgin Mother. She's my favorite. Mine, too. Mothers cannot be virgins. Well, Mary can. She was blessed by the Holy Spirit. Mary was forced to have that baby. (gasps) Oh! Bridget. I'm sorry, but Matthew and Luke and whoever did some stuff to her. I don't want to hear it, Bridget. then called it an angel baby. Okay, listen to me. That is the mother of God you're talking about. We're all stuck praying to this angel baby. What are you talking about? I am on Mary's side. I am Team Mary. There are no teams. Yeah. There are no teams in the Bible. You are helping them get away with it. Bridget, it's just blasphemous. That's what it is, and I don't really like it. I am sorry to break it to you, but there's not some old bearded guy in the sky watching over us. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Welcome back, everybody. I mentioned before the break that I would be going on a little bit of a tear, a little bit of a rant, get some shit on my mind. I have a coworker who recently joined our team, and by most measures and all accounts, she's a really good person. She's kind. She's funny, sort of. She's she's (laughs) like she cares about the well-being of others. She tries to make sure that she's doing some things right yeah and she's and she's you know gosh darn it people like her (laughs) yeah Yeah, she's pretty good at her job like she's been a good addition to the team uh i've been doing my level best to make sure that i don't scare her away uh by he by the just sheer amount of work that we're heaping on her uh the expectations that we have all of that kind of stuff because she's been with us now for about three months 
and has been doing well enough that we would like to keep her. So I want to make sure that we don't scare her away. And she wants to stay because she hated the thing that she was doing before. But there is a part of her life that is so fucking annoying and intrusive and gets inserted into every fucking conversation that I have with her that everybody has with her. And oh, she's a vegan. It's <laughs> and it's <laughs> not it's not really something that she's she's not being mean. She's not being cruel. She doesn't know any better. And it's 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 something that is making her life worse. It's one of those things where you see somebody doing something right. And you would like to be able to take the time to explain to them that the thing that they are saying and doing is ultimately bad for them and harmful to not just them, but the people around them. But you can't have yeah, that conversation with them, right? Like it's, it's going to be, it's, it's too much. Like something that is core <laughs> to her identity is killing her and harming other people. And you, you, you just, you can't shake them out of it. There's, there's, she's too far gone. It's, it's not going to be a thing that happens. Of course, that thing that I'm talking about is religion. I'm sorry you work with a vegan, Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost as bad as a vegan. No, vegans are fine. <laughs> she, no, she, she's former military. Uh, she was a Marine. Both she and her husband are former Marines. Um, after they left the Marines, they started work in the, in the, in the federal workspace doing different things. She's been, with the service that I work for, for about 12 years now, I think she said, maybe longer. Okay. I can't remember. She's been there a while. And every conversation that I have with her, she has to remind me or let other people know or insert it somewhere that, you know, her husband is a pastor. Her husband, the pastor. My husband's a pastor. Uh, when we fellowship with people, when we go to church, the people in church, I've got to do this for church. I've got to do this for my husband's blah, blah, blah. He's a pastor. We've got to do this. We've got a homecoming for these people, blah, blah, blah. And it took me a little while to figure out that homecoming is like a funeral or a wake. Like, oh, but she's whatever. not what... <laughs> I would have th I would have thought maybe oh you got some missionaries right? coming back right yeah it, it's one of those things that I was like it took me a little while to figure out what the fuck she was talking about she kept tossing around this word homecoming oh I've got a homecoming that we're planning for and everybody's really upset and so my husband's doing this and I've got to do this and we're preparing songs and he's writing a speech kind of and people that get mad about being asked to use a particular pronoun and they just <laughs> yeah uh -huh. redefine fucking words willy-nilly like oh, this yeah. and expect other people to get on board. Yeah, it Bastards. took me yeah. yeah, it took me a while to figure out that homecoming is a funeral. They're they they try to frame it as a homecoming. That person is going home to Jesus. Uh, and there was an incident in her life recently that has caused a lot of problems for her and it's and it has affected her work negatively and I uh, was unhappy in a, in a meeting with her recently. She's also the kind of person who just fucking talks, just talks and talks and talks and goes on and on. I do the same thing, but she does it at work. <laughs> but when, I mean, when you get that, I hate when you go to like a briefing or something mm -hmm. and we're all like, okay, it's over. Then you get that one person that's like, well, I got a few questions and the briefing goes for another fucking hour because uh -huh. one person is just full and just has to be the center. Like I know so much. So what, what about this situation? Like shut the fuck up, dude, and let us go. That is absolutely the, in the world. Shoot that. Person like that, that has been something I've done recently at work. And it feels so good to be like, Hey, this needs to be in another meeting or this isn't actually contributing. We should wrap this up. Like, yeah. Oh, it's such a good feeling to just yeah. say that out loud. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome. She, she is absolutely that kind of person, right? At the end of almost every one of our daily stand-up meetings that are supposed to be no more than a half hour, like a half hour is stretching it for a stand-up meeting. I don't, anybody that participates in scrum who does rapid or uh, rapid development or, or, uh, uh, fucking agile, agile. Thank you. Jesus. I, my brain is fried. Um, you know, a, a daily standup is just drugs on. a quick status. Hey, what are you doing? What are you working on? Do you need my help from me or anybody else in this meeting? Right. That's what a standup is supposed to be. She derails every one of those. And at the end of almost everyone, she has this thing where she's like, Oh, Hey, so-and-so before we end this call, do you mind sticking around so I can ask you about this or that? And 
yeah, she, she, she does that all the time. She's the type of person who will schedule a one hour meeting and two and a half hours later, you still have not completed the thing that the meeting was set up to do. And now you've just got a whole bunch more shit that she needs or wants or, and has led you down all of these other trails. It's just really fucking frustrating. Uh, today, God damn, yeah, today I was in a meeting with her that she scheduled I, for an hour. I fired a meeting. Yeah. Oh man. Mm, <laughs> sorry. Keep going. My bad. Yeah. I was in a meeting oh. with her. This is the second time that it's ha it happened to me on Thursday. And then it happened to me again today that she scheduled a one hour meeting. And after two and a half hours, I finally just said, look, I haven't had lunch yet. And my shift is almost over. I'm going to let you go while you do this stuff and we'll pick this up again tomorrow. I've, I've reached the point where I figure I'm going to have to spend this time with her eventually. So I'll just keep her on the phone as long as she needs. I'll answer any of her questions and I can do other work in the background while she's doing whatever. But something in her life uh, recently changed or happened that has been affecting her work. And then because it's affecting her work, it's affecting my work and other people. Um, she had a couple deaths in the family, and that's tragic. The the, the oh, person the, the person in her family who died, it was a rare, tragic thing. Her I, I think it was her aunt uh had like just a massive heart attack at the grocery store with her young kid in the car with her. They go to the grocery store, she parks goes to get out and has a massive heart attack and basically collapses ju just as she's getting out of the car. They, but why should she be sad? She went home to Jesus. <laughs> they take her, they take her to the hospital, uh, do whatever. And this person is left on life support. Uh, my coworker is informed and the whole family is informed that the person is brain dead. They didn't yeah. get enough oxygen to their brain for long enough that they're brain dead. The only thing keeping their body alive, their heart beating, their chest moving up and down, oxygen flowing into their lungs and, is, and feeding that into their bloodstream machine. Is, is our machines. There's no brain activity. I mean, minimal brain activity. And so go ahead. The only thing keeping her alive was science. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> God told us what he wanted for her. They're interfering with his plan. Yeah. So this woman collapses in the parking lot, is taken to the hospital in the intervening time while they're doing CPR and everything before they can get her body stabilized into whatever condition it's going to be in. She suffers brain dead. She's dead. Brain dead. Yeah. She's being yeah. kept alive by machines. Right. And the doctor told everybody this, told everybody in the family, she is, she has suffered brain death. There is nothing we can do for her at the, at, beyond what we're doing now. And what we're doing now is keeping her flesh alive in case maybe we can donate her organs or do whatever else. But she's dead. She's never coming back. And because yeah. my coworker is so tied to her religion, so apparently believing in this afterlife and a, and a homecoming for this person who is, who is now dead. She kept saying that she was holding out hope and, and was holding out hope and the oh. family was praying and they were getting together and they had, you know, these long meetings where they're fellowshipping and they're all praying for this woman, hoping that she'll recover. And ultimately that just wasn't in God's plan. And so they, the, the family made the decision to pull the plug after I think it was like 10 days that this woman was on Ooh. life support and where someone else could have used her vital organs in those 10 days and might have died. And, and this is more than a week after the doctor told everybody that this person is brain dead, that there's no yeah. chance of recovery. They all wanted this amount of time to pray over it, hoping that something would fucking change. And when they finally made the decision and pulled the plug, it threw the whole family into turmoil with some of them being upset about it. Some of them saying that it was the wrong decision. All of them now arguing with each other about something that was a foregone conclusion a fucking week ago when they fucking took this woman to the fucking hospital. They didn't take her to her husband's church where he's the fucking pastor to have people pray over her, right? They didn't take her to her home and have people come and 
pray over her there. They took her to a fucking science center. And then when they did that, the fucking people at the science center told her that this person was fucking brain dead. They told the whole fucking family that this person was fucking brain dead, that there would be no recovery, that there was nothing to do about praying over. She's not going to fucking recover. And then this person and the whole family were devastated devastated more than a week afterward because they were all holding out hope that there would be some fucking miracle that this woman would come back from being fucking brain dead because that's what they've been taught their entire life. And she was so upset. She had to take three days off work to recover more than a week after this all happened because she was still so hopeful up until that point. And after that point, then she lost all hope and everything is so bad now. She had more than a week to try to process that grief, to work through it, to come to a, some kind of resolution. And instead that was all delayed and put off because of her stupid fucking religious beliefs that led her to believe that, oh, if we just wish hard enough and ask our magic sky wizard to do a miracle for us, it'll happen. Made me really fucking mad <laughs> when, when on top of everything else that's going on, I've got to deal with a bunch of other shit that this lady put off her grieving process for a week because her religious beliefs made her think that some miracle maybe just might happen. It's fucking disgusting. Well, it's, it's her political beliefs too. I mean, she's already seeing that someone like Lauren Boebert can serve in the house, even though she's brain dead. So... Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my god it just oh. it it's it, it just it fucking kills me like you understand that this person needed medical attention you understand that you couldn't just fucking pray for them to get better you took them to a fucking hospital why did you do that if you think that your god can work some fucking miracle why did you take them to a fucking hospital Take them to your husband's church, the church I hear about all the fucking time. Every day. In every fucking conversation we have, you have to insert the fact that your husband's a fucking pastor. Why didn't he do? Did he just fail? Does God hate your husband as a pastor? Is he doing a shit job? And so God's like, no, fuck that guy. He asked me, but he's an asshole. I'm not going to do the shit that he wants me to do. Let's get the rest of the family in here. See if they can pray about it and make things better. That'll work. I'm sure. And, I, and I'm betting after all of this, she still has no conflict with believing in her God. <sighs> you know, they prayed the way they were told to pray. They did the incantations they were told to incant, and nothing happened. I, and this is all part of. I think it of, was. And this is all part of her God's plan, right? He has a plan. He hmm. did some. He created the world. He created everything. He created all the circumstances that led to this woman having a fucking heart attack in the parking lot. And then going to the hospital. So what is his plan? The people have to beg him hard enough to fix this fucking lady? You guys, you're all so devout. You go to church all the time. You serve as a pastor. You help your husband with his church, doing whatever. But, you know, I really need you to beg for my help a little bit harder. What kind of fucking lunacy is that? Well, it's like, well, I think it was Ricky Gervais who said that, like, it's not that there are no atheists in foxholes. It's that there are no Christians in the emergency room. Yeah. Well, I have said there's no atheists in foxholes because there's the one doing the fighting while the while the Christians are shoved in a foxhole praying. Right, right. Well, in in, in the hospital, you know, it's it's you're you're asking a dude with years of medical training to do what your God can't. Yeah. yeah. Jesus hasn't healed any amputees, which I'm aware of, only people with illnesses that can go away on their own yeah right uh, <laughs> i keep running into and so then after all of this happened i ran into some there was a post that somebody made that i'm friends with on facebook i don't know this person they're, they're a friend of mine on facebook for whatever reason and scrolling through i just happened to see that they made a post about how you know agnostics are atheists they're just usually too chicken shit to admit it <laughs> and you know, I've, I've found that for a lot of people, that's the case. It's not true for everybody. You know, some people just don't understand the difference. They, they may be using a different definition of the word agnostic and the word atheist. They, for whatever reason, decided to call themselves agnostics. But by and large, a lot of people who are just religiously unaffiliated um, often refer to themselves as agnostic, thinking that, oh, well, I'll just... 
I'm better than people who believe, and I'm better than the people who say they don't believe because I've <laughs> taken the true middle ground. I don't know either way, <laughs> which is which is frustrating, right? So I found this. I found this post where she said that, and there was, oh, yeah. of course, it kicked off a bunch of arguments. And there's this old boomer lady who fucking made some stupid asinine comment about, oh. In my years, I've learned that, you know, some things just kind of defy explanation. And, and, and I would encourage you all to really think about what's going on in our world and our part in it and how to lead a more spiritual life. And you should all check out this, this documentary that I recently stumbled onto. Ooh, and she posted aren't documentaries at all. <laughs> she posted a link to it. It's some fucking nonsense. I should have gotten the name of it and had it had it ready to talk about with you guys tonight. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. But like she posts this link and I saw her post it on a bunch of different comment threads on this on this main post, right? And so like I started just saw this and like I have to share this with the entire world. This <laughs> changed my life. So I started asking her some simple questions like you know, so are you, you know, do you, do you have an active belief in a God or gods? And she's like, well, I don't know. I just think there's a lot of things that we can't explain, but this documentary does a good, th does a good job of fleshing out no. some of, some of these difficult questions and pointing to a lot of the mysteries in life. No. And she's like, I would, I'd really encourage you to watch that. So I clicked on the link and I see that it's like an hour and a half. Like it's an, it's an actual fucking movie. That somebody made. Oh hell no! And uh, and I and so then you know I look at it and I watch like the opening story as part of this thing and it's one of those stupid asinine movies like what the bleep do we know or what, what was the one about the zeitgeist the secret or some shit yeah yeah, yeah. like the secret the, the zeitgeist movie whatever like just a bunch of random stories from random dickheads who don't know what credulity means. <laughs> Who don't know what religion means? Who don't know what mystery and evidence? What they don't know any of the fucking definitions of these words, and then they feel confident enough in their delusion to try to spread their bullshit to other people. So watch the opening story. And the opening story is of this woman who's telling us all about her heroic journey through having lymphoma and and recovering and and you know being diagnosed in. Hi like 2016 and and exploring all of these options that western medicine wasn't willing to allow her oh. to explore that they didn't want her to know they didn't want her to know the secrets of how she could really recover naturally and homeopathically and you know holistically and organically and all of these other <laughs> bullshit fucking terms that are being thrown around and so she went on a path of personal exploration and discovered her inner spirituality and it got to the point where she was at the lowest in, in her life and her she started going into organ failure because the cancer was taking her and while she's in the hospital you know they drained her lungs and and she eventually recovered and is perfectly fine now her tumors that were the size of golf balls all over her body have now gone and shrunk away to where they're not even detectable anymore and she's perfectly healthy and happy and everybody could be the same if only they knew the secrets of the world that she knows and can pass on to everybody else who will now watch the rest of this film so I did some so quick went to a hospital so <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So I did some quick Googling. I find out the names of all of the people, like the people who made the movie, who directed it, who wrote it, all of the characters in it, all of the stories. And I find out the name of the person in this first fucking story. And I can't remember her name off the top of my head again. I, this is something I probably should have had ready if I was going to talk about it. But I find out that this person conveniently She's leaves dead. out of their story that they were diagnosed in 2016 their health declines, declines, declines while they're doing a bunch of other shit. She gets checked into the hospital in 2018, two and a half years after she's diagnosed and has been putting off chemotherapy, goes into the hospital because she's on death's fucking door. Doesn't go to, a, again, doesn't go to a fucking church for this, right? Goes to the fucking hospital. They end up having to drain her lungs. And then while they're draining her lungs, they start her on chemotherapy. Didn't mention that she was on so chemotherapy in the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> she got she got some of them Crazy, science weird. drugs. Finally had the chemotherapy that she had been rejecting for years and made a quick 
and fruitful turnaround in her health, and now she's perfectly fine. And they still didn't fucking mention that in the movie. I found quotes from the doctor saying, oh, yeah, I understand this person is going around saying this. What they don't tell you is that she got the fucking chemotherapy that she'd been rejecting for years. <laughs> That's what happened. God, it just, it's so maddening. And people just fall for this shit. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And this lady even said in her comments, well, it's probably just because, you know, I lost my son a while ago. My youngest, this lady's in her fucking 70s, 60s, 70s, and she's upset. You know, her adult child ended up dying. She didn't say of what or anything, but, you know, she's sad that her kid died. And I understand that she'd like to be reunited with them. Yeah. Yeah. Would like to think that she's going to see them in an afterlife. I understand all of that. It doesn't change the fact that it's not fucking true. You can't, you can't just wish and wish yourself into luck or fortune or good health or anything. That's not how it fucking works people. And the longer you don't deal with that hard, cold reality, the worse your life is going to be, the more it's going to affect other people in your area of influence. It fucking sucks for everybody. But you need to learn to be a big fucking person, a grown ass adult and get over that shit. I'm fucking tired of coddling all of these ridiculous fucking bullshit religious claims. Maybe it's just because I'm in pain. (laughs) Hi, this is Andrew Seidel of the Freedom From Religion Foundation and author of The Founding Myth. And you are listening to The Godless Revolution. Yeah, and I'm trying to get in shape, you know? Yeah. Got this WNBA tryout. Oh, Bridget, come on. Not that bullshit again. What do you mean? Honey, how long are you going to have this little WNBA fantasy going? It's enough. I just wish you could at least pretend to support me. I support you every single day, honey. I pray for you. Yeah, what do you say? I say, dear Heavenly Father, please protect my Bridget. She's a little lost. She's like a sheep. Please guide I'm her towards... Okay, I'm a sheep. You're a beautiful sheep, Bridget. I didn't say you were a pig. I'd rather be a pig. Than a sheep? Yeah, because pigs are smart. Yeah, well, you know what? what? Sheeps, Sheeps can make clothing. Just... Pigs can only make bacon, and Jewish people don't even eat that. <sighs> if you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Should we talk about people that take their religion and, and affect other people in the workplace some more? Yes. It, it might affect people in their workplace even even more. Okay. And more. Okay. Um, we all like male, right? Well, I'm not and gay, females. but you know, I'm I'm not I'm not entirely straight, <laughs> is what I. Well, I'm, is I'm, my I'm understanding. talking about the ones where you get like. <laughs> You get that 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 sweet Christmas card from grandma with a hundred bucks in it. Your grandma gives you a hundred bucks. Well, not anymore. They're both dead. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> I get like five or ten. I got a recipe for fudge this year. <laughs> not even actual fudge, just a recipe for it. <laughs> I guess my grandma loved me more than your grandma's loved you. Some assembly required. Well, well, and Taylor and I are also from Mormon stock, so we have maybe much larger families. And so grandmas can't be doling out a hundred bucks to, to all know, their my grandkids. My parents are converts. So. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, one of my grandmas is dead. The other one got her brain destroyed by conservative bloggers online. Oh no! So, uh, oh yeah. Well, I don't talk to her anymore. <laughs> well, I was talking more about literal packages. Like we all love packages. I'm still trying to do any windows. Uh, anyways, <laughs> look at that package. Yeah. That the, so, the house, the house, house of representatives rules package. Mm. Oh, tasty! <laughs> I love me them long sleeves on them ladies. <laughs> so, uh, the Supreme Court is uh, hearing a case right now from a postal worker that says he was wrongfully terminated because he had to work on Sundays, and that's the Lord's day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I actually grabbed this. From the Catholic News Agency. Hmm. I went to their site. You know, normally we we grab from more liberal sites. Hmm. Uh, so I thought I'd grab it from them. And there's one key thing at the very end of this article, um, which is the reason why this is scary. So the Supreme Court of the United States is deciding Friday, or decided Friday, to hear the case of Gerald Groff, a Christian former postal worker in rural Pennsylvania 
who was reprimanded and threatened with being fired for refusing to work on Sundays. <laughs> Arguing that he was wrongfully targeted because of his religious convictions. Oh, yeah. He filed a lawsuit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, uh, it's not like there are a whole lot of Christians in the United States and, and most yeah. everything is fucking centered around their bullshit religion. Well, I'm pretty sure so, I did a survey of the Postal Service uh, and uh, due to my survey, which is very scientific, he was the only Christian that worked there. <laughs> so that's why he was targeted. Oh, so, oh, okay. Then we can I, for sure know he's targeted. Yeah. 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 I happen to live in Italy, right? Hmm. Crazy. Weird. Um, I, I just Google search this. Sixty-seven percent of Italians are Catholic. Hmm. I don't struggle to find anything open on Sundays. It's really weird. It's weird. Everything is fucking open on Sundays over here. Strange. Society should be shut down. It should be like one tumbleweed crossing the street yeah. on Sundays out here. Well, I would argue they're not real Christians. Then, uh huh. But this was the Catholic post. The most Catholic of posts <laughs> that posted this post. Mm -hmm. I'm on the Catholic. <laughs> oh, it's a posty post. <laughs> but so Groff filed a lawsuit saying it violated his religious rights. And according to his attorney, Groff versus DeJoy could have significant implications for the religious rights of employees across the country, which is correct. I think it's fun that I Christians are a religion that gets like Mondays off. <laughs> yeah. I think it's fun that, you know, Christians are arguing among themselves now about, you know, who's Christian enough or what are we going to do with this newfound power of, you know, spreading our Christian bullshit all over other people. Yeah. Well, what they're going to do is close everything on fucking Sundays. Mm -hmm. But anyways, Groff began to work for the United States Postal Service in 2012. Uh, and it wasn't until 2013 when the UPS started requiring its workers to work Sunday shifts as part of a service contract with Amazon. You know, that holy company. When the USPS uh, started doing that? Yeah. 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 So they started doing the Sunday deliveries because Amazon delivers seven days a week. Hmm. Uh, but because he believes that working on Sunday would violate the third commandment obligation to keep holy the Sabbath. Uh, Groff that Saturday requested or Sunday. Yeah. Um, I thought it was Friday. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but so he requested a religious accommodation to not be scheduled to work on Sundays. Uh, and according to the first Liberty institution, one of the firms representing Groff, his request was granted, uh, allowing him to work extra shifts during the week instead of on Sunday, which I always thought, I thought that was weird there. I thought once your mail was delivered, you were done. Unless you work someone else's route, you double up on routes. I don't know. Yeah, well, it depends. Like uh, my my genetic antecedent uh, worked at the post office, and you know they've got it. They're the ones who actually like they'll get cases of mail, and then they've got racks where they've got to sort their mail into the uh, individual destinations it. and pack it into their truck. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Well, it doesn't say exactly what he did with the post. He just worked for the post office. Uh, but in 2016. The Postal Service rescinded its agreement with Groff and began scheduling him work on Sundays again. <gasps> so Groff was made to look for replacements for every Sunday shift, resulting in him missing several shifts. So I guess in his view, if I can't find someone to replace me, I'm just not going to show the fuck up, which is why your Amazon packages are day late. Uh, but rather than waiting to be fired... Groff resigned from his position with the Postal Service in 2019 and sued, <laughs> saying his right to practice his religion had been violated. Hmm. Which so he doesn't have fucking standing then. Like, uh, no, he wasn't. Hmm. He wasn't fired. He quit, and then right, sued that's what the I'm post saying. office. In he doesn't have standing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because he no longer has the job. Well, that's where we're going to come into our, our bit of our problem here, because uh, the third district U.S. Circuit Court uh, ruled against Groff in 2022, siding with the Postal Service, claiming that Groff's religious accommodation request uh, placed an undue hardship on the employer. In this decision, mm -hmm. the third court, could, the third court, uh, third circuit court applied the precedent set in uh, TWA versus Harris in 1977 Supreme Court case uh, that posted uh, employers were not obligated to accommodate workers' religious requests if they posed a 
diminious or trivial cost. So him not working Sundays is going to make other people have to work double, pay overtime. Yeah. It's going to cost more money for him not working that day. Uh, but mm -hmm. Groff and his attorney with the First Liberty Institute, uh, Independence Law Center, Church State Council, and Baker Botts LLP appealed the case to SCOTUS. And their request was granted. No. So now the Supreme Court has an opportunity to revisit the question of what religious right employees have in the workplace. <laughs> oh, this is going to be delightful. Mm. Yeah. I and need to find a religion where, that gets Mondays off. <laughs> yeah. But that's 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 the problem. I mean, because Goff is arguing that observing the Sabbath day is critical to many faiths. A day ordained by God. No one should be forced to violate the Sabbath to hold a job. That's uh, <clears throat> but the fact that this is going in front of the Supreme Court now, and we have a very religious Supreme Court, um, could be a big problem. It's that whole rule on this, and get rid of the the previous precedents, which we've already seen. They're not afraid to get rid of precedents. The religious uh, conceit exercised by so many Christians these days that they can say, you know, that God has commanded this and their, their automatic assumption, right? That everybody will know what fucking God they're talking about that. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, there's only one God. Oh, well, what's their name? God. No, <laughs> that's not your God's name. Your God's name is not God. It's another reason why so many Christians get upset when people say things like God damn it or God damn you, they think that yeah. that's taking the Lord's name in vain. You're not taking the Lord's name in That's not your Lord's name. Jackass, dumb motherfucker. You don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Your religion doesn't say that your God's name is God. It says he is God. He is a God. You shall have no other gods before me. Are they all just named God? How do you know which fucking God you're talking about? Oh, I'm talking about the God that's third from the left in this lineup. What the fuck, man? I run into that shit all the time, too. It's been a long week at work already, and it's only <laughs> the first day back. Dan's had a rough but, few days, I mean, man. So the last line in this article uh, is a statement that came from his lawyer where he says, um, getting this balance right will help employees in various settings where they're asked to do things contrary to their faith. <laughs> where I take that as being not only stop. having, yeah. not only having to work on Sundays, but if I have to, prescribe a medication to someone I don't agree they should be taking because it's against my religion to take that. Mm -hmm. Or I don't want to bake this cake because you're icky. Or anything else. It could be, oh, you're trans? I'm not cutting your hair. I don't want you to have whatever service I may provide because you are black, you're Jewish, you don't go to my church, you don't yeah. believe in the same God. I don't want you, I don't want to have to prescribe a, a certain drug to you because me as your doctor, I don't think that you should, be, you should be taking any drugs. You know, I'm a Scientologist. You should yeah. just go and try to get rid of your thetans. Where, where will it end? Like, you can just get a job and then say, no, I, I, my religion says I can't do that. My religion says that yeah, I, I it will end with that. Christianity. That's the answer. Uh huh. Like, I mean, the, imagine, the Christians will assert special privilege and grant that to no one else. Like, that's that's the thing. Because even fucking but, Scalia acknowledged that the rule of law would be completely abdicated if anyone could use religion as the basis for fucking oh, yeah, for ignoring anything. the law. Mm -hmm. But I mean, even in that case, like, then what flavor of religion is it? Like a Christian scientist working at a pharmacy, you're not going to get anything prescribed because they don't believe in any medication whatsoever. So could that person literally sit at a counter, deny everyone's medication and say, <laughs> well, it's my religious, you're, you know, you're, you're stepping on my religion. I don't believe in medication, but your whole job is to dispense medication. But yeah, I don't believe in it. So I'm not going to dispense it. I just did it for the paycheck, really. It's the only yeah. thing. And now, really. conveniently, because of my religion, I don't actually have to work, and I can still just draw a paycheck. Job. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of an extreme there, but it kind of goes to say, like, where where is the line on 
where your religion says you don't have to provide the service that you're being paid to provide. Mm-hmm. And does and your that's where a, and does your employer share yeah, your religious this, beliefs and will will back you yeah. up on them, or is your or is your employer going to say, "Well, I'm also a Christian, but you know, I understand that there are some things you need to do." Blah 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 blah. It'll be fun. I think <laughs> that I think a lot of our Supreme Court justices. Uh, while they may have some some great training and education in the law, uh, don't necessarily allow the law to guide them in their decisions. They they bring in no, and everybody brings in their own biases into everything, right? But they allow their religious biases to inform a lot of their other actions that are absolutely out of line with their stated job as just somebody who's supposed to be calling balls and strikes, not, but, not, but as legislating a judge, you're supposed to, yeah, but as a judge, you're supposed to get rid of those biases. You're, you're supposed, supposed to, yeah, you're supposed to, which we know doesn't happen both yeah. sides, Yeah, but you're supposed to do it as it's supposed to be very objective. Mm-hmm. You're not, you shouldn't be subjecting your religion into it, mm-hmm. but it happens. So, so I listened to the Ezra Klein show, um, and I would say about half of the time he brings on pretty good subjects, but he has a bit of a blind spot um, to anything that deals with religion and parenting to where he's very much got the like, his mind is so open that his brain falls out on those two particular <laughs> topics. Uh-huh. And he recently had on a guest who is some sort of... Um, she was an expert in Judaism. Um, and I don't really know what the like title for that would be. That's not rabbi because she's a woman and those aren't rabbis. So I'm really not sure like what mm. honorific to give her, but she was some sort of expert in like rab. She more Jewish, <laughs> Jewish more, studies? more Orthodox Jewish practice. Yeah. And they were yeah. talking about like, like the Trojan horse was that they were talking about the value of like, having a Sabbath day by way of taking a day off, like a regular take a break from life, you know, actually unwind day off. Right. Mm -hmm. But this woman over the course of like the hour long interview that they're having is able to like wedge in this argument that she and people who advocate for this like Sabbath are unable to fully enjoy it because the expectations of the people around them, are that you should be plugged in. And so society should be made to take a day off so that the people who desire to have a Sabbath day can actually take it completely off. And it's like you fucking uh, like entitled piece of shit. Like how dare you tell everyone around you to accommodate for your bullshit Uh um, instead of having the courage of your convictions enough to like separate on your fucking own. Like mm-hmm. if you want to take a day off, if you want to unplug fucking do it, like, but, but don't expect, you know, people to stop driving their cars or sending you work email, like, like doctors to know, stop when, working when on I'm your Sabbath. My work day. Yeah. Doctors to stop working yeah, like on your when, Sabbath. When like am, God forbid that you have a fucking yeah. heart attack on the Sabbath and need to go to the fucking doctor. Right. Right. Or need fucking diapers for your kid or some shit, mm-hmm. you know, like there's, there's a, a million reasons why you want continuously operating society. And like just across the border from me in Germany, pretty much everything shuts down on Sunday. But like, if you absolutely need certain services, those exist. Um, like, I, I don't know, man, the audacity of these motherfuckers to think that the whole well, world needs to revolve around them. Do, do we have time for one more little bit of audacity? Uh, We're over time, but well, yeah. sure, why not? Well, uh, maybe okay, just, maybe mean, I'll throw it in as a Patreon patrons extra, or maybe I'll just leave it in. Depends how busy I, I get. <laughs> I'll, I'm just going to throw out there that uh, you know that audacity you're talking about. Now imagine you're an art history teacher. You're teaching mm-hmm. art, and uh, imagining history. a significantly emptier apartment. Got it. More ramen. Um, and and you want to display this certain piece of art in your classroom, covering a piece of art history. Um, and you tell a certain 
group of students in the room, hey, I'm going to display this piece of uh, of 16th century art. And if you are going to be offended by the viewing of this piece of 16th century art, I'm warning you right now that I'm going to show you this piece of 16th century art. And that piece of 16th century art happens to be a picture of Mohammed. <gasps> and oh, then no. those students complain and get you fired. Oh, well, yeah. But I mean, I'm going to start wearing something to stop myself from getting beheaded in public. I think like an iron collar or something might be useful. <laughs> well, and it's interesting but, too, because throughout the history of Islam, it hasn't always been that people could not depict the Prophet Muhammad. And there is nothing in the Quran that says you cannot depict Muhammad. Yeah, these oh, are well, that's yeah, a modern is a bunch of bullshit. These are yeah, these are modern things of, of individual sects within Islam. Not even everybody yeah. who is Islamic uh, or is Muslim believes that you cannot draw the prophet. And, and well, like, the, the, well, the piece that she showed was yeah. a, a devotional painting, kind of like one you'd see of someone putting up a fucking Jesus Christ in their house mm -hmm. that Muslims painted in the 16th century. Like, what, what's the, how's that work? And the fucking, like every fucking this? Jesus picture in Italy, like one finger pointing at the sky, the other one doing like the uh, weird hand thing, whatever. Fucking, like yeah. twisting a nipple. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah, that's it. That's uh, twisting the nipple hand gesture and then the finger at the sky. Yeah. Yeah. But this, this college was, it was in Minnesota. It was the, the Hamline University, uh, a private oh, liberal yeah. arts college. And See, you should have known that it was going to be anti-Islamic. You should have known that it was going to be anti-Islamic because it's got ham right in the name. Yeah. Yeah. How the fuck did they go to a school with the name ham in it? It's promoting fucking pig food. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Christ. It was sitting there right in the Fuck open. And they all fell for it. Fucking Muhammad. <laughs> but yeah, she was fired for an Islamophobic offense mm -hmm. for showing this image, this <sighs> artwork. From the 16th century in an art history class, which is exactly what you discuss in art history. Mm -hmm. The history of I, art. Mm, yeah, man. I've got a rant that I am only okay in engaging in in the Patreon section. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to rant about it now, then I will officially make this a Patreon portion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ben Shapiro is crying about his wife not being wet, you know, and, and <laughs> like, that's the enemy. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. And I want to say before anybody else says anything else, I will cut that in a way so that everybody will be rejoining. You know, the, the normies will be rejoining the program now. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, there was a there was a period where we are going to take a big chunk of the show. And we're going to make that part of the Patreon portion of the show. So welcome back to everybody else. And our Patreon patrons, this will be a seamless thing. You won't even know. It's not going to be edited. I'm going to edit this out for the normal audience. So our Patreon patrons will get all of that. They'll they'll hear Taylor's rant and Ryan's sidetrack a little bit. Um, but we have... <laughs> that wasn't a sidetrack. Well, not really a sidetrack. Yeah. It was an extra. And, and Dan, like, if I'm wrong, you know, because you're closer to this issue than me, like, I want to know. Like, I would rather be correct than like self-satisfied so yeah yeah <laughs> uh, we mm, there are yeah i don't know it, there's a there's a lot of twists and turns and nuances to it um i don't i don't disagree with much of what you said how's that mm -hmm. and and we'll That's just kind fair. of leave it at that for the the larger audience and then everybody who is a patreon supporter We'll we'll know what we're talking we'll about. Everybody talking. else will be like, "What the hell is going on?" Fucking <laughs> <laughs> assholes! But thank you all very much for joining us. Uh, before we go, though, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because they keep the show going, and they're going to get a bunch of fun extra content this week. Uh, that would be two skeptical chaps, Alan Firth. All hail Peanut Buttra. Crucify the like button, leave a review on iTunes, and rate the show five times a day to Julia Gray. Ed Harris. It's all shits and giggles until someone giggles and shits. John McCullough. Kevin Scheel. Ollie Olson. 
Savita Kuna. Schneid Duffy. Steve Kuno. Steven Andrews. Theodore Sellen. Tiffany Hudson. Up Doug Willoughby. Vanessa. Corey Ebert. Don't be a Richard. Error 404. God not found. Mackenzie Peterson. Jeremy Goodson. Jonathan. Marvin Draken. Martina Fern. Quiet avocado or I'll sick the up dog on. <laughs> that was I, perfect. I like when it works out that you say that because I'm always curious to know what <laughs> avocado is doing in the background. <laughs> he is asleep on a chair right next to me. He demands that he sits next to me during records at this point. <laughs> uh, going back to our list, that guy. Utah Outcast. Wesley Aaron. Zeus 9SO. Amber Crellin. Janet Uter. Purple Dragon. Sarah Segovia. Tim Jacobson. And James, thank you all very, very much for being patrons of the show. If you, dear listener, would like to become a Patreon patron, you can do so easily by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution, where you can contribute as little as a dollar per episode, and then you get fun stuff. You get the episode before everybody else, and now that we're back on track, I should be getting them out before they're, you know, two or three weeks old, which would be nice. Uh, you get... Uh, Bonus episodes every now and then. You get clips from the cutting room floor, extended outtakes, a song at the end of the episode, all kinds of fun and fancy stuff, and the knowledge that you're keeping the show going. So we appreciate you very much. I still have to go do more work because I was in a meeting for two and a half hours where we didn't actually fucking accomplish anything. Which leads me to think that lady doesn't work at all. She just has two hour long meetings every two hours. <laughs> She's sorting through some stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go to sleep. Um, cuddle my cat. Ooh. Yeah. Well, thanks fellas. Oh, I, I will I wake you up. <laughs> thanks guys. I will talk to you next week. Bye. 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 That's a bunch of bullshit. Gotta say. You'll have to That's pardon fun. my, my Wade Wilson appearance. My, oh, my, you're good. My, mm. my yeah. Head. Yeah. You're uh that's really hitting, isn't it? Yeah. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> it doesn't look like it does. Yeah, it, it sucks a whole lot. You know, I don't take this the wrong way, but now I kind of feel like they probably looked at folks for his appearance, like, because <laughs> that blotchiness is familiar. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it was, hey, what do burn victims look like? It's fucking wild to me, man. Like, I live in Catholic fucking Italy. And nobody gives a fuck about working on Sunday or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like not even the single shit.